Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. I hope you all are doing exceptionally well. Hope you guys are having a great what day is this? Thursday. Um, but for those who's coming in live, come on in. And for those who's watching later, I want to say thank you so much for watching. And for those who's listening on my podcast, I want to say thank you all so much for listening. For those who's their very first time, I want to say thank you um, for being a uh, um um clicking on this video because you could be watching any other video right now. But after watching, you're like, man, I like the way this guy's vibing and I like the way um, God is using him, man. Feel free to subscribe. I would love to have you a part of my online community. And for those who's been watching and who's been subscribed for a mighty long time, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of my online community here. And I hope that I continue um, to be a vessel and individual use that will help you grow holistically for God's optimum use and to help you make sense of your life so you can actually live it to the fullest. But let's get right into it. And for those who's coming in live, let me know where you're watching from. Let me know what city will stay, all that good stuff. Um, and I, uh, let's get to it, man. I'm not going to be here too long, maybe 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes or so, Lord willing. And then I'm going to hop on Instagram and all that good stuff. What's up, Brian? What's going on, family? You doing all right? Good to see you. I got my first question by Jasmine, so I think I'm just going to get right into it. Jasmine says, hello, should a husband spend a few days away from home if upset with wife? Well, the word of God said, let not the, let not the sun go down on your wrath. Any man who doesn't um, come home must not, uh, um, um, uh, must not respect home, must not appreciate or not would say appreciate, but may not uh, fully understand um, the, the, the doors he's opening for demonic oppression, etc. Now it just depends. Now, if, if there's some violence and abuse from the wife, um, that's occurring and that man is like, I don't feel safe there. I feel like I may get out of my character there. Um, or I may feel like I may do something that may really put me away more days than I am, than I am away. Then I think there may be some wisdom there, but if it's just an altercation and it's it's kind of like borderline petty, or if it's something that's just like a typical argument in a relationship, then that man needs to come home and and, and be the head because anytime the head is away, um, there's he's open the opportunity for demonic spirits, if not, uh, uh, yeah, demonic spirits to cause a sever between the two and potentially open the door for divorce. The Bible says the enemy comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. So his goal is ultimately steal uh, on the love uh kill um the 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 hope in god and destroy the marriage in in its in its totality but if it's physical and the woman is abusive verbally and abusive mentally or abusive physically, and that man is saying, hey, it's best for me to be away because if I'm actually in her face, I may do more damage than good, then I can see where there's wisdom there. But if that man is away due to abuse with the woman, then I think that man should be uh, uh, um, seeking um, support. And I think that woman should be seeking support. But like I said, if it's basically you guys are just arguing and he's just using that as an out to go be with another woman, then that man is wrong. Because uh, the Bible says, let not the sun go down in your wrath. What that means is you have enough time to get um, things back on course, to get things back where they need to be. And so married couples, I know for me and my wife, we're not going to go to bed. Like if, if an incident happened before the sun goes down, then we're going to fix it before the sun goes down. I'm very biblical. I'm very strict to the word because I know the quicker we get over this, the quicker we can get into what God wants us to get into. But if the sun is already down, we're not going to bed until it's fixed. But I don't think that a man should leave his wife because he's upset unless that woman put a set of punches on his face, then that's when you got to, you know, you got to kind of step away and there and where there's maybe need for separation until both of y'all get uh, um, where y'all need to be, where y'all can uh, coexist, not coexist, where y'all can um, be married together and fulfill the calling that God has on your life. I hope to help. 
So maybe if you give me a little bit more clearly, but you said spend a few days away from home if upset. No, no, no. A man should not leave his home unless, now we'll say leave his home, but there shouldn't be no separation for that long period of time if there's no abuse occurring and, 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 and anything like that. So if he's away from home, he probably got a family in another home. Hope that makes sense. Let's get to some more questions. I hope that helped, man. Hope that gave some wisdom. Queen M, what's going on? Good evening, Coach from Brampton. Thank you for watching. Suriname, I think that that's a country, right? Thank you for watching. Uh, Enoch, what's going on, fam? How you doing? South America, thank you for watching. He, he said, oh, it's South America. Okay, cool. Thank you for watching. Rose Purple says, hey, Coach Josh, I find myself getting physical with my little brother and sister out of anger. Best advice to quit that. Well, anytime we, anytime a person is abusive to another person, they don't know their proper use individually. Anytime someone wants to hurt someone, there's self-hate. So the goal is you must find self-love that's rooted in God's love for you. So Rose, what you have to ask yourself is what is that root uh, um, issue that's causing you to boil over? Uh, was there rejection rejection in your life? Were there abuse in your life? What is what is the source of that anger? And see, the, the issue is that oftentimes we as people we like to treat the symptoms we like to treat the symptoms before we really investigate the source issue. And the reason why it's hard for us to investigate the source issue is because the source issue happened before we were uh, mentally, emotionally mature enough to be able to process it. So when a child has been abused at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven, at the ages of what them being formed of, of, of growing into uh, um, um, uh, maturity, then a kid at that age can, don't know how to process rejection. Don't know how to process abandonment. Don't know how to process those deep wounded punches that the enemy um, threw their way. You have to understand our enemy doesn't fight fair. Demons don't fight fair. Demons' ultimate goal is to get into the womb to start rejection. And how does rejection start in the womb? As the child is being developed in the mother's womb, people don't understand that as that child is being developed, if the mother doesn't want the child or if the father doesn't want the child, there's been proven, it's been proven that that that, that rejection can be felt in the womb. And and, and, and uh, uh, when the child comes out, rejection can be felt, uh, uh, abandonment can be felt, but that child's brain is not fully developed enough to really process what's going on. And so what happens when you get 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you're, you're, you're exhibiting these different behaviors, and but you don't know where it began. And that's why we all have to assess what was our deep wound, that emotional wound that never got healed, that occurred when we were young. Or that, it, or that occurred traumatically. And maybe you had a great childhood, but maybe something traumatic happened at 13. And even at 13, 15, 19, we're, most of us are not spiritually mature then, or even mature period to be able to process what's going on inside. So you're being abusive or anger is raging because something occurred when you was younger that, that, is, that is spewing over to uh, from the fruit of self-hate. Right. So the only way you can be freed is through Jesus and and, uh, and, and asking the father, asking uh, for revelation and insight onto the read the root reason why you're responding this way. And then the Holy Spirit will show you who you need to forgive. The Holy Spirit will now then open doors for there to be deliverance. So those demonic spirits all the way down to the root demon, the root demon of abuse, the root demon of rejection that then opened the doors for anger. Anger is not even a root demon. A root demon is rejection. The root demon is probably abuse. And that's the demon that's leaving the door open for other demons to come in to manifest an onslaught and implement an agenda that will categorize you as an abusive person 
and, and, and whatnot. So it's deeper than just I'm angry. You're angry at something. You're angry at someone. And you got to deal with that root issue or you're going you're gonna to keep beating and, and being aggressive with your siblings. And so if you're finding yourself being physical, then you have to ask yourself, what is the root reason or what is current in my life that's causing me to be frustrated? What in my life is frustrating my life? Because the Bible really talks heavily about peace. Like I spoke in front of my devos, in front of my, my uh, co-workers as far as teachers, and I talked about how we're supposed to be peacemakers. That Jesus said, "My peace I leave with you." And, and if you're if you're if you're operating from pain, you're going to cause pain. But when you operate from peace, you become a peacemaker. So you have to look deep into your soul, and only the Holy Spirit can give clarity to the exact things that's caused you to be abusive. But you, but you, it ha- for you to answer, for you to ask this question, is showing that there is some Holy Spirit working in your life. But you have to open yourself up for the full work, for deliverance to occur, so that you can be a peacemaker between your brothers and sisters. Hope to help. Uh, Shiro says, hey, coach, watching from Sweden. Thank you so much for watching from Sweden. You says, how do you overcome guilt and shame after fornicating? I feel so bad and I've done it three times this year. It feels like God is so angry and tired of me doing this. First off, you have to change the way you see God. God is not over there angry. His angry ha- his anger has been consumed by the blood of his son, Jesus. Now, what I mean, I don't mean that the wrath of God is not compounded, but the wrath of God has been concealed until the day of judgment, right? And so you have to change your view of, of God and know that he's a loving God, not in such a degree where he just, uh, uh, um, just, is willy nilly and cool with your sin, but you have to understand who he is. And unfortunately, many of us grew up in a home without a, a, a tender father, a father of discipline, but a father of love. See, God is a balanced God. God's a God of love. God's a God of mercy. God's a God of grace. But he's also a God of, of be ye holy, for I am holy. Uh, um, he's also a God that says, Today is the day of salvation. He is a God that says that living this way of life is going to affect you. And many people say, uh, um, that that uh, well, are you saying, Josh, or may think, or a, a thought may be, well, uh, uh, is God ever going to bless me? See, God's blessings is not predicated on 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 works. It's not predicated on you do this and I do this. Don't get me wrong. There's some things that benefit that, but I think most people forget that if you do the if you do things the right way, doing things the right way will naturally bless you. Right. So we're not talking about that. God doesn't bless those he blesses based upon merit. No, doing things the right way just has a natural way of blessing you. And so what you have to understand is in order to uh, um, alleviate yourself from shame, guilt and condemnation, you have to first understand your righteousness in Jesus. Now, what I mean by that is this, is that when you were justified by faith, uh, um, into salvation, you are adopted into God's family. You're now his son. You're now his daughter, right? And what you have to realize is that you have to investigate God's word and really understand who he is as a father, who he is as someone that loves you. And when you begin to realize that God's not a God is saying, oh, you fell off the bike. So I'm not not here with you. No, God is a present help in a time of trouble. God's omnipresence is not there for it to be a tyrannical um, 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 situation where he's writing everything you do wrong. No, his omnipresence is is rooted more so ultimately in his ability to be a present help. And so when you understand that your father is there to help you, that God is there to love you through this, that God cares about you, then condemnation and guilt and shame has no other 
uh, other uh, opportunity to cause you to self-sabotage. But when you lack a full understanding of God's attributes, then those guilt, shame, and condemnation, demonic entities now have an opportunity to cause there to be a, a psychological, emotional, mental onslaught that will make you run away from God or make you feel guilty that 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 God doesn't love you. See, see, when you're saved, when the children of Israel was in Egypt and they killed that uh, lamb and put the blood on the doorpost, it didn't matter who was in that home and what they did in that home. If that blood was over them, that death angel passed. And so if you got if you got the blood on your doorpost and the spirit of God in you, the fact that you have the spirit of God in you means that who you are today, based upon your cooperation with the sanctification process of the Holy Spirit, will be different. So you cannot measure yourself in a moment of sin. But you have to understand, as long as I got the Holy Spirit within, I can win. I can defeat fornication. I can overcome this. But most people categorize certain sins and be like, these things are hard to overcome. No, you have to understand who God is in, in, in his entirety. Understand that he's a God of love, a God of support, and a God of change, that he wants to change you. And he changed his opportunity was in the fact what Jesus said. He said, fellas, it's expedient for me to go. I got to go so I can send the comforter. He says, I can now send my spirit into you that will help you do what you in the flesh cannot do. Now, let's get a little more practical, because once you understand what salvation is, once you understand the attributes of God, once you understand that he's a present help at a time of trouble, then now when you delight yourself in the Lord, then you begin to find that your desires begin to change. And then you get into a place where you begin to see sin for what it really is. But the issue sometimes is not the sin. It's what's within. Is there any self-hate in your life? Is there any abuse in your life? Is there any neglect in your life? Why are you reaching out for intimacy? Then that's when the Holy Spirit is going to get very practical in your unique story. Then he's going to lead you into a place to, to, to um, um, open your mind to a place of forgiveness, a place of self-forgiveness and, and forgiving others by revealing the root reason why fornication is a, is, is evident in your life. See, fornication, like I said to you, to the previous person, is just a symptom. It's a symptom sin of a more rooted sin, a sin of a sin of sins of unforgiveness, sins of 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 those different or sins against you. Opens a door for you to seek for love and to seek for touch, to seek for intimacy. Right. So the Holy Spirit, then, my friend, is going to show you the root reason why you in this sin. Right. So you overcome the guilt and shame by realizing that God is not casting you away like a bastard child or pushing you away because you're not perfect. Jesus fulfilled the perfection required for us to now progress. The goal for us is to keep pressing towards the mark of the high calling, to keep pursuing and keep pressing and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to mold us in the image of Jesus. So when you begin to realize that you will never allow yourself to be defined by a sin, but now you have to understand, okay, Holy Spirit showed me the root reason why I'm fornicating. Don't let life is about wins and lessons. Like, so now you got to assess, assess what's going on. Why is this sin in my life? First off, you have to let's do, let's do some A's. Number one, you have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge you are unable to do this thing without the Holy Spirit. Unable, completely disqualified, unqualified. The Bible says not by might, not by, uh, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Right? So then you got to say, okay, I got to assess. Who is this guy? Who, what is this situation? Why am I falling to this? 
And then from you acknowledging that you're that you're unable to do it out God, you now open yourself for the assistance of the Holy Spirit. Then the assistance of the Holy Spirit will then help you get into a place of assessment. Then when you actually assess, you will see I lack discipline in these areas. Wherever you lack discipline, usually in that area, you lack a devotion or dependency on God. Wherever there's a lack of discipline, chances are there's a lack of dependence on God in that area. So down you got to say, I totally depend on God for my husband, for my relationships, for my purity. And you got to make sure you don't allow yourself to be measured by what has been done. God forgets your sin as far as east from the west. But God wants fellowship because he knows fellowship is the only way for you to be faithful and fruitful and to be able to finish your assignment. So you have to assess what is the root reason why I'm doing this? You also got to acknowledge that you are nothing without God, that you need his assistance and he will give you his spirit who will give you insight and revelation on why you're falling into these different and falling into fornication. And then you really got to see the sin for what it really is. The Holy Spirit will always show you sin for what it really is. See, sin always tastes good in the beginning. Sin always feel good in the beginning. But what most people forget about sin, that it comes with it in a package deal, shame, guilt and condemnation. But when you see how sexual sins like this is a sin against the body and it's psychological, emotional, physical, spiritual uh, ramifications and effects that comes with it, you will run from it. I told a young student the other day, I said, I slid a piece of candy towards him. I said, if this candy had cancer, would you eat it? He said, man, no, Mr. Ezra, I won't eat that candy because it has cancer. I said, because you knew there was cancer. If you knew how cancerous sin was and how it affects every every cell of your being and it affects you in, in ways that you don't know how, would you stay away from it? Yes. But I tell them the reason why it's difficult is because the enemy always packages within the top part of sin the, the, the flavor of it. It's crazy how many people are obese and diabetic and have hypertension because of uh, because of the eating experience. Because the taste buds has a way of causing you not to even be concerned about the full digestive system. Sin is the same way. When I eat a honey bun or I eat something that's really not good for me, they make sure in the labs to make sure it has some type of psychological effect when it comes to your taste buds so that you will find ecstasy and, and feel great at the taste of it, but not investigate the ingredients to see if it's what, what's really in it and how it affects your esophagus, how it affects your stomach, how it affects your small intestines, how it affects your large intestines, how it affects every aspect of your being. When you are aware and considerate of your whole self, then you won't taste everything. Because, you know, if I taste this fornication, it's going to feel good. Sex feels good. It's going to feel good. But you got to consider the rest of the spiritual uh, system, the natural system, the emotional system, the mental system that will be traumatically affected by that 20 seconds or 20 minute of forms of pleasure. But it always boils down to the root reason whether there's abandonment, rejection, abuse, et cetera, that's causing you to make yourself available to a man. See, no man who's not your husband can help you fully uh, 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 feel secure. Uh, um, we're talking about a husband of God. And when you're giving your body away, would you allow everyone access to your diamonds? Will you allow everyone access to your vehicle? Will you allow everyone access or just anyone access to your to the most valuable things? 
But when the most valuable thing has been bruised and it looks like a beat up banana and doesn't look appetizing, we'll make created things more valuable than us as humans. And But when you realize that you made in the image of God, that God did not make you to be uh, poked by just everyone, that you are his daughter, you'll begin to have that worth bill, that self-esteem bill, because your confidence is rooted in Christ. Your worth is, is rooted in the work of Christ on the cross for you. And then your mindset changes. And then you'll begin to say, I refuse to just let any Tom, Dick and Harry inside of my vessel, inside of my my womb, my, my, my womanness, because, you know, you're prized and valuable. So where are you lacking self-esteem, self-worth and all that kind of stuff that's making you de become devaluing your own mind to open yourself to a man who doesn't honor God? Any man that lures a woman to do something against God, run from that man, because if they're how we how will you expect him to lead you in the things of God if he doesn't first fear God? The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. That man is not walking in wisdom. He's walking in with his wang wang. And when a man walks with his wang wang and he's thinking more through that more versus the mind of Christ, that man does not care about you. Anybody, anybody, any man who doesn't care about the things of God ain't going to care about the daughters of God. Hope to help. Jamaica in the building. Thank you for watching. Carrie Galloway says, what's up, coach? How did you use, how did you use or have you used sports to impact others? Great question. Oh man. See, see the thing about basketball it's, it's like evangelistic too, uh, especially when I'm getting buckets with a person like like right now in my high school. I'm actually working at a high school where I went to school, right? And so when I get buckets there, kids are kids, kids or athletes will listen to me more because they know I can relate. They know that Mr. Ezzy got a step a, a step back. Mr. Ezzy got a half spin cross. Mr. Ezzy got that that the great footwork. Mr. Ezzy got a jumper on him. They like man when kids watch me play the first time. At my high school, they was like, yo, Mr. Ezzy, nice. You know, Mr. I'm shifty. You see what I'm saying? And so what that does is my basketball helps me relate to my athletes more, which opens up for discipleship. They'll listen to me because I understand their sport. I understand them. And they and when, when a kid see that you're actually good at something at an older age, they kind of they they're at least lend a little bit more ear towards you. So for all my hoopers out there who are who are playing uh sports, just just hoop. Just get better with your hooping, get better with your sport so that God can use um, that as an opportunity to reach the youth. And that's how I do it. Even when I'm at the Y, I haven't hooped at the Y in a while because of the pandemic. But even when I hoop, people are shocked at my, my IQ of the game. And there's been guys that I played play with at the Y that's like, yo, what you do? Or they'll be like, yo, what's your name? And they'll be like, one guy I played ball with, he was like, you Joshua Ezzy? I watch you on YouTube. But when he saw that I got buckets, he was like, yo, you not only preach, but you get buckets too. Yeah, man. So it's cool to use sports. God can use anything um, but a sin. <laughs> He'll use anything to win others but sin. Hope to help him. Got time for maybe two more. And I got to go to Instagram. Uh, Queen M says, what are your thoughts on a woman altering her body, getting a reduction due to back pain? It's not for beauty, but for physical pain and self-esteem. Um. I understand the physical pain part, Queen M, but the self-esteem is a question um, because God made you unique. Now, there's two things. Um, and I give an example of me. This big forehead I had since I was since I was a baby, man. And my head was leaning when I was a kid. I got big head jokes all days of my life. One of the best, one of the greatest big head jokes I ever heard in my life was it was like, Mr. They said, Josh, you're like a teenage mutant. You a teenage mutant ninja turtle that can't put his head back in the shot. I said, fam, that hurt. <laughs> and I was like, man, you know, man, I'm my head that big. But 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 my mom was great. My mom was like, man, 
bigger head means bigger brain. You smart than everybody. I was like, yeah, fam. Keep talking about me, man. I'm smart than you, fam. And then time proved that I was. But anyway, what I'm saying is I can't change his forehead. I, I, I can't saw it down. All right. But when I got bigger, when I got 310 pounds, I, I didn't like myself. See, one part of me, I didn't like myself, but I couldn't change. I used to wrinkle up my forehead. I used to angle myself a certain kind of way so nobody won't see this extended cap. But then when I realized, yo, fam, you don't change that. That's what make that's what makes you unique, right? But when it came to my weight, I can change that. Forehead, I can't change. Weight, I can change. So you have to ask yourself, what is the root reason why you're changing this? Now, the way you uh, 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 arrange your sentence, the self-esteem part, I think, is the bigger percentage or maybe it may be 50-50 or it may be 90-10. But anytime you try to make a change for self-esteem purposes, it shows that area in your life hasn't really been opened up to who you are in Christ and, and who you are um, to the creator and how he created you fearfully and wonderfully and how he made you for the way you are for a particular reason, that there are there will be a young man that will love you just the way you are, who will appreciate you for the way you are. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to altering your body, you you now you now you telling the creator that you didn't make me well. I don't like the way you make me. Now, if you gained weight, now you, you can change that. But if it's something that's part of your figure, that's a part of how God made you as a woman, you're now telling the creator, I don't like how you made me. The devil will always make you view how the, the view the creator uh, uh, in a way that he shouldn't be viewed. And then you'll begin to say, well, uh, if uh, uh, why am I built like this? But God said, I built you like that. I made you like that. You see what I'm saying? So what ladies got to understand that do not allow the lack of understanding of a man or the lack of understanding of parents or the lack of maturity in parents or the lack of maturity in a man to cause you to view yourself outside of how God views you. And I don't care what other people say about you. You carry that thing with confidence. We all been around people that is the universe, the general census would say that woman or that man is not really a 10, that most people would not find this person attractive, but they carry themselves like they are 17. You see what I'm saying? It's all about how you see yourself and how you see yourself will determine how you carry yourself and how you carry yourself will determine um, what you are actually accomplish in life. So make sure you don't get into um, different alterations just for acceptance or just for people to acknowledge you or for people to want to associate you with you, especially in those reasons. But if it comes to physical pain, you said it's not for beauty, but physical pain and self-esteem. So beauty and self-esteem connects. You got to see that, okay, why is my self-esteem rooted in this change? And if it's not rooted in, 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 in Christ, then it could be in some level of idolatry. It could be in some level of self-hate. It could be in some level of so low self-esteem. And you're trying to use the pain aspect as a valid reason to go forward when that's only the 10% reason why you're doing it, right? But the 90% or the 80% is really rooted in the self-esteem. And so ladies' esteem must be in the great Elohim. And when your esteem is in Elohim and your esteem is in the one who loves you more than anything, anyone, then you will love the way he make you. And if you add to what he makes you as far as weight, just lose the weight. But when it comes to how he made you, man, I love my forehead, fam. You know what I'm saying? I love my forehead. I love the way I'm built. I love the way God made me. That, that Nigerian uh, country boy, you know what I'm saying? With an intelligence that's, that's beyond the world, with an emotional intelligence he's built in the IQ, man. He built me like this, man. I'm not I'm not going to be begging. I'm not going to go to another car lock begging to be a Ford when he made me a Rolls Royce. 
Hope that helped. Deshaun Adams says, good evening, all. Coach, when the Bible talks about the great falling away and says they fell away from their faith, would you say they are people who never received from them again? Yeah. The Bible talks about it would be proven, it would be proven that those who may have started with us in time would be proven they were never with us. Right. And so there's a lot of people who are Christians, but not converted. They're Christians by title, but not Christians by 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 conversion. Right. So just because a person went to the altar, raised their hand, it could be they were trying to get a, a insurance from hell or maybe they went for a different reason and, and for themselves. But 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 unless you be born again, unless there's fruit of the spirit in your life, there's no seal of God in your life. Right. And so the great falling away is going to happen. And, and, and when you talk about faith, they fell away from the, the, the fellowship, not necessarily the faith. The faith represents salvation. We're not, people fell away from the, the, the church, the, the faith, the, the, the category of religion. They fell away from the faith, but they didn't fall away from the faith. Because when you have the Holy Spirit sealed on you, the Bible, Jesus said, no one can snatch you out of my hand. You see what I'm saying? And so uh, I believe those who are really saved, really had a, salve, a conversion experience, the fruit of the spirit is evident in their life and they hate their sin and they, and they, and, and, and they don't, even if, even if they're in sin still, right? They're, they're not, they, they hate it. They don't want to do it. They just don't know how to get out of it. But these people really are, I want to please my father. I want to be, I, I, I love my father. They're growing in maturity, realizing they have been adopted. But they were never saved from the beginning, fam. And it's evident. It's about to happen. It's really about to prove itself that most people who say they saved, they not. And it is what it is. Uh, so a great falling away has happened. And this modern day church is the main engine the devil is using. These, these mega churches, these churches who whose pastors are, are effeminate. These pastors who, who care more about their brand and how they look. They care more about their fashion. They care more about... Uh, uh, what they say and how they say they care more about the Instagram cuts and their edits. They care more about the uh, marketing aspect of it. Most of these people that you follow are hired men from the devil. They were never saved. They were actually hired by the devil. They were actually, they actually signed up as devil worshipers to be pastors, to create this seeker friendly model. This, this, we let's don't make nobody feel bad. Let's not talk about sin. Let's not talk about this. Let's just talk about the love of God. All your messages is rooted in the love of God. All your messages are rooted in the grace of God, all your messages rooted in these different things. Do you know the byproduct of preaching that type of message to non-converted and babes? A partial gospel doesn't save. You got to give people the full gospel. You have to let them know that God hates sin, that he calls us to repentance, that he calls us to be holy, that he calls us because how can you make a difference in the world if you're not different from the world? So the church looks like the world. How can you actually pull people from it? And that engine, all these big churches, all these big names, look at their friends. If they look sus, then they suspicious. If they start looking a little bit different and they showing their body, they care about the, they care about the outer appearance, but not the heart of man. These people should not even be, because uh, um, uh, 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 some of these people that people watch, you they, they should even come across your phone or your TV because they're devil worshipers, fam. So, yeah, that would help. But I love y'all, man. Um, I hope this uh, live was a blessing. I'm trying to do two platforms at one time, uh, but I also have a Patreon that I want to let you guys know. Let me make sure I find this thing uh, for doers. Oh, it's Patreon. All you got to do is type in Joshua Ezzy. So let me go to that uh, site right now. 
Um, for those who want life coaching, those who are looking for someone to coach them to help to develop their purpose, it's called for doers only. And let me pull it up right now. It's called for doers only. And um, basically, um, it's for those who really like Josh. I want to I want to get my God given idea off the ground. I want to position myself to be the person uh, that fulfills their purpose. And so, if you this is something that benefits you, because in the future. I don't think I'm going to have a lot more time, a lot of time to do a lot of life coaching um, because of family and because of uh, uh, my me and my wife's goals. And so I want to create a platform where I can coach anyone at any at any price bracket, at any price point where they're able to get access to me and at least get some insight and materials that will help them become better. So you got the $8 level, you have the $25 level, the $35 level. These three just get you all access, digital downloads. Um, exclusive podcast, all that good stuff. But the fifty dollar and the one twenty five marker are different. The fifty dollar marker just gets you access to merch that I have, like this hoodie, unplug hoodie, gets you access to merch. It's whatever. It's if for those who just want to support what I do, but those who also want to be supported, it's a great opportunity. And then you also got the one twenty five. The one twenty five is those who actually get one on one coaching from me. But every week there will be a Zoom call, depending on my schedule, where you can actually be part of my Zoom and you actually get face-to-face interaction with me. So you'll be able to get some level of coach, even at the $8 level, you'll be able to get some coach with me through Zoom. Um, but 125, the, the higher you go, the more exclusive it gets as far as my time and helping you. But everyone will at least get some face-to-face one-on-one action uh, with me to be able to help them pursue their purpose and all that good stuff. So make sure you check out that Patreon. Uh, check out my website, imunplugged.com for all books, card games, resources, um, 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 man, a lot of great stuff. My latest book, uh, counterfeit the counterpart, how to discern, continues to discern, uh, uh, in every area of your life. What God, what is God's will? What is not the purpose of singleness? Of course, is a book for those who are single, who's learn, who wants to learn more about, um, their singleness and the, and the purpose of it. Dating preps, a great resource to help you date God, date yourself and, and, and become dateable and, and date the one, the love of your life forever. Also got this book on soul ties and strongholds called the purpose of freedom. All these books and more are on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Y'all be blessed. If you want to head over to Instagram right now, you can. I'm going to go on Instagram for a little bit, but y'all take care. Love y'all. Peace.